Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. So Juliet, welcome to today's episode. And I'm really excited about this because this is something that, well, number one, I don't know too much about. And, you know, it's quiz assessment marketing, which I know a lot of my listeners are like, quiz assessment marketing. That's probably something that they don't know too much about. But for everyone that's listening, there's going to be a part two to this. I'm going to be taking one of Juliet's quizzes because I, I want it to actually help me, my business, uh, my clients. And then we're actually going to do another episode where we can report the findings of what she found out from the quiz. But before we get into all that, because there is so much to dive into. So Juliet, for, for a lot of my network that is not familiar with you or your work, what did you do prior to the quiz assessment marketing, but more importantly, what was that illuminating moment where you really kind of found your zone of genius and you knew that you needed to lean into this and and really go full force with making this your business? Great question. So um, I actually, right out of college, I went into traditional publishing. And so I got to see the behind the scenes. I worked at Pricester and Sloan, which if you ever did Mad Libs as a kid, you probably know who they are, and HP Books. And so from there, I went into uh, big advertising. I, I worked at Shiat Day Advertising on the billion dollar Nissan account. And I, I got, what, what sort of led to some of this was I worked on regional, which if you don't know how a regional advertising account works, uh, all of their products are on different regions of the country and different regions for a car account. To give you an example, we're going to sell different cars in the winter to California and Florida than we are in Utah, Colorado, the, the you know, upper northern states. So we had to get really defined on who was our avatar which region, what, what products, and um, very, very finite in building avatars. And from there, I went over to Mattel Toys and worked on Barbie and Hot Wheels. And in 2008, I wrote my first book. And uh, it was a mystery novel. And I'm actually very well known for it in my, in my hometown because I was going through a divorce and I killed my ex-husband in the book. And it was, it was just, you know, it, it was much easier than going to prison and killing him in person. It was very cathartic. But through that experience, I decided that because I had been a part of traditional publishing and I knew the ins and outs, that I would self-publish. It was brand new to the, you know, to the environment. And so I self-published my first book through one of the big self-publishers. But here was the thing. I quickly realized that the things they were selling authors weren't the things that traditional publishers did for people. So it, what, what I got out of the experience was that they weren't really serving authors the way that they should have been. And if any of you guys have self-published, you know you're paying these people to self-publish. So you expect them to be doing everything in your best interest. 
So with my second book, I actually published my own. I learned a lot about the self-publishing industry. And my second book, I sold more copies. By my third book, I'd sold over 25,000 copies. So, uh, and they were really bad mystery novels. I can tell you guys, they're really awful. But the, the lessons that I learned from that were building that platform and what it really took. And um, so my friends started bringing me their nonfiction books and they were entrepreneurs. And the one thing I saw over and over and over is that they had gone to a business consulting, some sort of you know, webinar or seminar where um, they, they shared with the, the leader that they had products and services that they weren't selling. And the leader was like, oh, well, let's sell you a writing course or, you know, you need a book. You must, you have to establish yourself as an expert. So when they brought us the books, I kind of went, yeah, that's, that's not why your products and services aren't selling. And what you're really looking at here with this book is another failed product. So I happened to take a course on, um, it, it was a whole marketing course and digital marketing. And there was a platform that the leader of the course was using. And I looked at it and I went, oh my gosh, like, why isn't she using that to help people really identify the problems her people are having and the avatars? And so I took her platform and developed an assessment marketing tool that helps you uh, not only find out what is going on with your audience, but drives people into conversation. So there is a there's also there's product validation as well as understanding if those people are willing to invest, if they want to solve the problem, and if they really are your ideal client. And then starting that conversation with the people who have money instead of talking to people without money all day. <laughs> well, the big question is, how was your ex husband killed in the book? <laughs> baseball bat <laughs> in all seriousness um no i i think you know what i love most about your story is it was all fueled around one of the most important things which is around experience and and i always tell people that when you can create something that fills the need of a lot of people that are having a similar problem and you have a solution for that problem. You know, people producing bad products and, and I mean, and you saw a void, you saw there was a gap in the course that you took to the one that you created and how it's going to help people. I think that's just brilliant because the greatest ideas come from when you can develop something that solves the problem of a lot of people and that's what you're doing. And, and so first, kudos to you for, for doing all that. And I know you're helping so many people. So a lot of my listeners are coaches. They're consultants. They are people that, that are looking to you know, sell or, or impact people just like you and I are. Before we get into the quiz assessment marketing, what is, what is the big misconception or what is something that a lot of these entrepreneurs don't understand about the importance of understanding the avatar that you're looking to not only connect with, but eventually sell and have them buy something from you? So what I see out there is a lot of people creating products and then going to find the audience. 
your most successful product will be when you are actually beta testing or talking to an audience and finding out, first of all, do I have a viable product that somebody wants? And not just somebody, a lot of somebodies, if you really want to make a living at it. That's the first thing. The second thing, am I delivering it in the optimal way for them? And I'll tell you a little bit about some things we found out as we were going through this. Um, and then thirdly, having the communication to be able to present this product to them in a very non-salesy way. Because when people already know that they need it because you have shown them that, not told them that, that's what's really important here, shown them that you will have a much easier time selling. So, and I say it all the time sell less and connect more. But, but here's the other mistake that I see people making, Juliet, is that there's so many people out there that want to create a product, but they have no one to sell it to. So right. they, they spend all this time developing a website, you know, getting a product built out, shooting the videos, doing landing pages, and then they launch it and no one buys it. And they're like, what happened? I talked about it for three days leading up to the launch. <laughs> right. You need to talk about it for three months because people need to, it's the know, like, and trust. And, and here's the big thing. And this is what I've learned in my journey because I've had various successful launches, whether it's been my book or my academy. And I have other things that I'm launching later this year. So you learn the principles, you slowly drip it to people. And, and that's just like what you said. You need to ask your audience what they want. What, don't create something that you think they need mm -hmm. because they're never going to buy it. But if you ask your audience, say, guys, collectively type in the comments below, what are you struggling most with in your business? So you get a bunch of comments back. Uh, my mindset, my confidence lead generation, and you start fielding all these answers. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You can start building products around the majority answers that people give you. It's that simple, but people overcomplicate the process. So, so let's talk about Juliet's process because I don't think many people on here are familiar with quiz assessment marketing. So first of all, number one, what is quiz assessment marketing? So Oh, sorry. And, and number two, what is the typical desired outcome from someone that is going to go through this process? What is their need? What are they wanting to learn about that they can then take back to their business? Okay, great question. So first of all, um, there's a difference between quizzes and assessments. And you guys probably are seeing a lot of things like type form, jot form, things like that, where you're doing these kitschy little, yeah, you're a rock star or you're a blah, 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 blah. Those don't give you the feedback you need as a business owner. It might make the person who's taking it feel warm and fuzzy for about 10 minutes and go, ah, oh, I'm a rock star, but it hasn't really gotten you anything but an email address. And let's remember that emails are not being opened as much as they used to be right now because people are exhausted. Assessment marketing, what we do inside of assessment marketing, Marketing, is we actually take the principles of what you teach and we look at the success principles of that. 
Sorry about that. I didn't, I didn't shut my phone off over here. Uh, we take the success principles of what you teach. So if success looks like a 10 and that person hasn't started what they need to do to be successful, it's a zero. So you're really using a sliding scale. The sliding scale is very important in this because you've probably seen a lot of assessments that are yes, no, multiple choice, choose. People don't connect with that. It's just yes, on to the next, no, on to the next. But if I have to sit there and think about what my skill set looks like compared to success, and I'm consistently hitting a five or a six, and I have success defined for me, I clearly see pretty quickly that I'm not doing what it takes to get to the next level. So that's where this sort of uh, shifts us from all of that look at me marketing that's out there, you know, six figures in six months, look at my beautiful car, look at my beautiful house. Um, I think I just stole a talking head song. It shifts that into, let's take a really good look at you because I'm here to serve you. So people are taking the assessment and it's really quick. It's 180 seconds. You give it from stage or you know, podcasts, wherever you're at. So before they get to the end of that, they already know they need you or that they better listen up because they're missing some key ingredients in what you're the guru at. So that's the first part. A good assessment marketing also has an area that helps you as the business owner understand who's serious about you, who's not. So in ours, we actually have an algorithm that runs on three questions. And the basis of the three questions is, oh, guys, sorry, sorry about that, put it in the drawer. Um, the basis of the three questions is, are they willing to spend money to solve this problem? Do they want to solve the problem? And will they set an appointment with you? So we want to be talking to those people who answer yes or tens or not eight or nines or tens in all those areas. And then there's going to be a group that's going to be a little bit lower. Those are your nurture people. So we understand that they need nurturing. And then there's going to be that whole big group that are drive by looky loose. Those are going to be the people that we don't make a substantial offer to. So what we've done now is we've gotten a significant amount of data about our audience, which we don't get from a regular lead magnet. We get an email address, they get our genius. Here we start to see the patterns on where our audiences are really telling us they're struggling and we're actually talking to people who are interested in our products. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, and I think it's really like I'm even going through my head, you know, when I'm speaking and, you know, LinkedIn is what I teach and it's what I train on. And I know that there's seven or eight questions that I can ask someone on a scale of one to five. You know, one being not proficient, five being very proficient, I can start building out even better value of how my product, good or service, could really impact that person in a better way. So I, I think that's, that's just brilliant. So I, I love asking this question because it, it, it's something that, that, I, that people need to know. You know, everyone looks at what someone's doing and, you know, the obvious things are there as far as how your system and what you're doing helps people. What would you say is the most unexpected result in a positive way? Something unexpected that has come from what you do, whether it's the, 
the quiz marketing or the assessment marketing. What's something very unexpected that has come from this that people are taking away that you're like, holy shit, I, I did not realize that, that they were going to get that from this. So uh, as much as funnels were a big deal two, three years ago, uh, I have a section inside of my quiz that's about funnels. And I really find out that people aren't really utilizing them much and they don't understand why they're not lead capped at all um, and that they're doing old they're doing a lot of old stuff um, I'll give you an example uh, I see people all the time who are brand new authors who are reading books from two or three years ago and you know you're in the marketing game marketing changes about every probably nine to 14 months so if you're I, I really realize that a lot of people are picking up old books and doing old things because they don't understand how rapidly it all moves. So that's probably the biggest takeaway I get from it is that um, people have really high expectations about where their marketing's going with no idea what they're doing. I think that's something that that's important for people to understand and network marketers like you need to hear that because Juliet, I'm sure you have some people in the industry some, that are friends that build network marketing businesses. And it's so funny, we see people using the same tactics in 2020 <laughs> that they used in 2009 when Facebook was first exploding, thinking things are going to duplicate what they did 11 years ago, and they're just unwilling to change. And again, there's no pointing fingers or fault here, but you know, in network marketing, you're taught to buy in to you know what your upline says and what the company but again you have to bob and weave everything changes and guys you hear me talking about it all the time you have an industry leader on this podcast right now letting you know that every nine to ten months social media marketing changes on all platforms so that means that it's changing every one and a half times every year so just in the last two years, it's changed three times. So if you're doing the same thing that you were doing two, three, four years ago, and you're not getting a result, you're not doing anything wrong, you just haven't changed your approach to how the platforms have changed. So I think that's beautiful. Now, may I, may I share a story about Please. that? I um, love stories. Okay, so uh, 2016, in, inside my inbox, I get this happy birthday message from a network marketer. Hey, you know, I'm here for you. Happy birthday. You look amazing. And I'm thinking, I don't know this person. How does he know I look amazing? But I, you know, I'm gracious. I, I say, thank you. Two days later, here it comes, the sales pitch for their product. So that goes by 2016 happens. 2017, my birthday rolls around. I get the same message in my inbox. How do I know? Because I haven't heard from him in a year and the same message is right up above it in Facebook. So exact same message. I say, thank you. Two days later, here comes the sales pitch. 2018 happens again. A month later, exactly the same thing. A month later, I'm at an event and one of the big people that's in his upline or in an upline for the same company 
sees my talk and comes up and says, you know, I really want you to come down to our corporate office and talk to us about what you're doing and how it can help. And, and he's telling me what company he works for. And I said, you know, when I give social media talks, because I gave the talk on assessment, I said, I actually make fun of your company, but I don't mention the name. And he said, why is that? And I said, because one of your top producers is in my email box every year on my birthday, giving me exactly the same message. And this has been going on for years and followed by the sales pitch. And he was like, really? Maybe you shouldn't come down. <laughs> like, it was just really funny because I do talk about that in social media talks. Those people who are doing the same thing over and over. And, and where did he think those results would go? Did he think that he would say, hey, you look amazing? And I go, oh, you're right. How can you help me? How can you sell something to make me look more amazing? I mean, I, I wasn't quite sure where that pitch was going. Well, I can attest to that because and I was a victim of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was taught by the company that I, I was building with. I was taught by my upline to go through and wish every single person a happy birthday, whether it's a voice note or a message. And if they respond back, you wrap back around with, Hey, what's going on? You know, can I, can I help you with any of your health and wellness needs or goals, blah, blah, blah. So these companies are teaching you to reach out to people and wish them a happy birthday, not for the genuine intent to wish that person a happy birthday, to see if they'll respond so you can just pitch them on your product. So my, my question to all of you listening, how genuine is that really? And if, if your upline, if your company is teaching you just to reach out to people to just try to start a conversation, that's a red flag because what that's telling me is that no one's engaging with the regular content. So they're getting desperate. So they're trying to get the low hanging fruit as easily as possible. So you know what, we're going to, we're going to go around a little bit and we're going to go with something quote unquote meaningful, which is someone's birthday because they're already high on emotion that day. I'm going to wish them a birthday. <laughs> Hopefully they reach back out because they're in good spirits because it is the day of their birth. And then if they write back, boom, then I'm going to pounce and try to get them into my program now. Right. That doesn't sound really like something that I would want to be a part of. And, and Juliet, I did that. I, I, I absolutely wow. did that. That's what I was taught. And that's what a lot of, there are two network marketing companies now that Facebook has actually blackballed. Oh, really? From using the platform because of the, those kind of tactics. So if you're listening to this and you're hearing it from a network marketer that built a business that, that did to Juliet what so many people are doing out there and you're hearing on the other end, the, someone that received that message like Juliet every year without fail, she would get that happy birth, birthday message with that guy that she had no clue who he was just to try to pitch them. Whenever you're doing something, always think about how is it gonna be received by the person that I am sending right. it to. Yeah. Don't think about, so everyone does things, Juliet, from the intent of what they wanna do. I want to say happy birthday because I want to try to get an enrollment in my business. Yes. <laughs> but what if you did it from the, the intent of reaching out to that person? 
very genuinely without expecting anything back, where you wish them a happy birthday, they write back to you, you just say you're welcome. And then you start adding value to their life by the content that you're putting out there because if the no like, and trust has been built, guess what? They're gonna think of you because you haven't tried to pitch them. People forget, Juliet, that we're all human beings. And at, at a core foundation, we all are seeking and striving for connection. Mm -hmm. we're, we're seeking and striving for acceptance and understanding and love and admiration. And all these people are doing is treating them just like any other connection, any other number, just any other enrollment, just get into my business so I can earn that money. Mm -hmm. That's not how you build a business and a brand. No, it's not. Um, I'll give you an example of how you do build. So uh, I spoke at an event in Wyoming in 2016, and uh, I, I gave one of the assessments out before I got there, and I didn't have a program. I had a pitch, but I didn't have a program at the end of the talk. Well, I got all the results back. I changed the pitch, but then I had the opportunity to have lunch with those people. And I actually went through mentally what they told me that they were struggling with. I listened to it. I ran back after lunch and I changed my offer because they told me a nugget of something that they were all really looking for. I sold 100% of the room that day. And the, the thing is there with that assessment is I already had an idea where they were struggling. I already knew what they needed. I hadn't created yet. And that's where I think a lot of people get really, um, they spend all this time creating and then nobody wants it. If you listen and you know what you want to create and they're telling you that that's what you create, you sell it, you create it. It's not that hard. <laughs> we, we talk about all the time that people just overcomplicate the process. You're selling shit that people don't want. And then you wonder why people, no, one, no one's buying it because they don't want it because they haven't asked for it. So right. you can't predict the future why my LinkedIn coaching has done as well as it's done is because all network marketers don't know how to use it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm using it. I'm getting something from it. So there's a high demand and a high need for learning LinkedIn to build their business. I'm going to create a program around it. Right. That's why. And so then they, people wanted, you know, well, you know, what if I can't afford your, your virtual or your coaching? So I wrote the book, which is called the LinkedIn book for network marketing, not only for SEO purposes, but if people wanted to learn how to market themselves on LinkedIn, I was going to, like you said, I was going to be the thought leader behind that. I was going to add right. to the credibility because the book is there. And I, I think like we, we speak such the same language because I think it drives you crazy just as much as it drives me crazy to see all these people selling, pitching products that no one wants. And then they wonder why. No one's buying it because they actually haven't taken the time to actually ask their audience, what do you want? What do you need? Not only that, I, I, you probably see this a lot too, where people try something and it doesn't work. So they morph to something else. Then they morph to something else. And then they come and they say, um, people, people are telling me they don't really know what I do. And you look back at that history and you're like, I don't really know what you do. Like, no, no wonder why. Yeah. So if you really want to get intentional, you need to talk to these people first so you have the right product and you're not constantly ch changing what you're doing. Because remember, you have a brand. And if you're changing all the time, nobody really knows what your brand is. Nobody's really going to know who you are and what you do and why you do it. 
Love this so much. So before we, we start to wind down, what is the, the biggest piece of advice that you could give someone that's listening to this that, that wants to create a product or maybe has a product and they're getting ready to launch it that isn't quite sure about who their target audience is or maybe they've developed their target audience, but they, they really want to they up that closing rate. They, they, they're going to launch this product, whether it's at a live event like you and I do or online or whatever it is. What, what's the number one best piece of advice you can give that person listening to this today? Create the assessment and look at the patterns because that is the beauty of using that as a lead magnet is it's not just an exchange of your genius for an email address. You will actually have results from an audience and you can begin to see the patterns over and over. And the beauty of it is you can take that and you can actually see who are those people you're having conversations with, who are the people you're closing and you can further get into that pattern. And once you see the pattern, then you can replicate successfully. We all talk about we're scaling our business, but we're not really scaling the right things sometimes. Once you've got that person nailed and you can see the pattern over and over, it's gonna be super easy to get yourself in front of more people like that. Absolutely beautiful. And, and guys, there is going to be a part two because I'm going to take one of these quizzes because I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm interested because I want to be able to provide you guys not only the best resources when I'm doing my podcast, but all of the new products that I'm launching and that I currently have. So stay tuned. You're going to get that. But before we wind down, Juliet, where is the best place, whether on social media or online, where people can find out more about you and what you do and how can they connect with you? So I would recommend you go over and take our Lead Logic quiz. It's at www.leadlogicquiz.com and go try one out. And there is actually, if you're a highly committed individual as part of that, you will get a link to set an appointment with me and talk a little bit more about it. And I'm really excited about you taking the quiz because I'm going to get a little bit more into the theory and the neuromarketing behind it, the neuroscience with you. So it'll be really full of information for your people. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to them hearing the results of this. So... <laughs> Uh, last question. There is no wrong answer because it's, it's obviously, this is you and you only. Uh, what does success truly mean to you? Success for me is being able to kind of do what I want to do. So the freedom behind, and I'm not going to say the freedom behind, I can work for any place in the world. It's more the freedom to work out of my home and really work with the people I want to work with. That I, I get so much happiness from the people I work with and helping people. I love that. It's it's looking at your calendar and and not getting overwhelmed by it, but saying everything I'm doing today, I absolutely love doing, whether it's hopping onto a podcast or recording a podcast or doing a training or coaching a client. We get to do all these things that we love so much. And and I think that was that was beautifully stated. And Juliet, just really grateful for you and your friendship and Obviously, the, uh, you gave me the, the space to, to come onto your podcast and, and bless your audience. And, and you've more than done that with mine and my audience. So just thank you for all of the, the golden nuggets that you shared today. And I'm looking forward to honestly taking that quiz and reporting back 
in a follow-up episode that we're going to share these findings with the audience. So thank you so, so much for being here today. Thank you. So guys, please enjoy the rest of your day. All of the information from this episode is going to be in the show notes and absolutely check out that quiz. The link will be in there. So please take it. So please enjoy the rest of your day. Take a screenshot. Let us know your thoughts, feedback, takeaways, aha moments, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.